Welcome to another episode of Thinking Deeper. Today, my guest is a multifaceted powerhouse. Big words, but she's a big personality. She embodies this raw fusion of athletic dynamism alongside this soulful music ability that she has. She has this unique way of connecting with her audience, touching their souls and their hearts through raw emotion. On the flip side, she's also very competitive fierce and tenacious she is no other than chelsea grimes <laughs> i didn't know you talking all through oh, it was you it was you that was a, a nice intro thank like you very much lot. thank you for being here thank you for well. having me so this is your first experience with a singing bowl it is and for those that don't know about our unique format that is our podcast on thinking deeper uh, we use this ancient instrument now this is a singing bowl that basically ha- holds its presence in our space it aligns the energies between myself and chelsea to have a very open and honest conversation it allows us to stay present it's a really good reminder of us knowing that we have to be centered focused and present in the moment with no other distraction even though there may be crew members around us it just allows us to be in that space and, and in that moment. So now all that's left is for me to invite you, the listeners and the viewers, to share this journey with us. My hope and intention is that you actually get just as much out of it as I know I will, because she's amazing. <laughs> and I hope that you can grow, absorb and reflect on some of the life lessons that Chelsea is going to share with us today. So Chelsea, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you. Um, Shall we do the honours and take the first piece of paper? We can, but just before we do, it's crazy because I've never experienced that before. I mean, I've watched videos on it and stuff, but to be in the room and hear the sonics and the frequency that it's almost, I'm not emotional, but it definitely triggered something in me. And for me, obviously I make music every day. I'm in studios five times a week since I've like been 18 and I've never instantly you know, just, it's not a chord, what I'm used to, it's just a, it, yeah, that was, that was amazing, so. Wow. I'll go from there on that, and say, superpower. So I called you multifaceted at the very beginning, and for me, I've seen you absolutely thrive in so many different disciplines, whether it be music, whether it be sport, presenting, all of them have very different needs, and you have to have quite, you've got to be very talented to be able to do that. What would you say, though, is your superpower? You know, it's funny. As soon as I pull that then straight away, superpower for me, it's changed that word for me. I don't want to talk too much into it, but I got diagnosed with ADHD and it was only last year that this word kept popping up to me. It has become a superpower to me. I think, you know, doctors, when they were diagnosing me and, and I was going through it all, they were talking about medication and, talk, and and it was all this. But, you know, I was having a conversation with my family and I've, I've figured out, you know, not many people are in my position who have <laughs> unlimited amount of jobs. I don't, you know, when people ask me at a bar, oh, what you do? I don't know which one to start with. And that's not being like that's big great, headed. Though, I just it? don't, you know, one day I am a footballer and I'm doing a sports campaign. The next day I'm writing a song with Dua Lipa. The next day I'm presenting on BBC. Like I, I just go where I feel good. And that is part of me ADHD that I realised I can't keep still, whether that's physically, emotionally, career wise. I'm all over the place, but it is my superpower and it's what's made me multifaceted. I don't, you know, if I was levelling out like this every day, I'd I'd be sure 
happy with one of them things. Yeah. But for me, it is, and it gets me up in the morning, and it it keeps me ticking over, and it is it has become my superpower, my ADHD. I also think, you know, being in music, being in football, you know, I played football from the age of nine. I signed for Liverpool Ladies at nine, which is crazy because I'm not nine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I remember all the way up, you know, when we're talking, I just turned 31. So back then, you know, it wasn't women's football as we see now. It was, you know, you're lucky if you got a pair of socks from the club as a woman. You know, you were mismatched kit. You were playing in boys' kits from eight years ago. You know, and I'd done that for, for a good, like, eight, nine years with no money at all. And I was seeing, you know, boys who were new who'd signed for Liverpool at 10, 11 on a retainer, on a wage. So when I turned 17... And I was going into the first what team. What kept you going though at that it point? Was, you know what it was? It was having a it was having a safe space and girls exactly like me. I talk about it a lot. But what made you go into football? Because as you say, it wasn't really a popular thing that girls did back it wasn't, then. No. Why football in particular? Why I, didn't you start recognising your music ability at that point? I could not tell you. It's it's something that again I speak I'm very close with my mom and we speak about it a lot and, and laugh and just say, Oh you know, what was it that got you into music? People ask me. I honestly you don't come from a background no, of football, do you? I don't no, no football, no musicians, nothing, no entertainments, literally working class family. No, yeah. just, you know, but again, I think where did I get the audacity from to, to think I'm going to be a footballer when I couldn't see it on the TV, really? There was no one like me. And then I leave at 17 and go, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in the second most difficult <laughs> industry, music, like never knew a clue, couldn't play a chord, didn't even know if I could really sing. I just, that's the closest thing that I felt to scoring a goal. It was like... I took music GCSE, if I'm really honest, just because if you took music, you got to use the music room. And when it was raining outside, as in <laughs> I live in Liverpool, it rains a lot. Yeah. You got to sit in the music room. I thought, piece of piss. Like, yeah. <laughs> that'll be me sit off lesson. But I really got into it. My music teacher used to say on the weekend, go and write a chorus, try and come up with a little chord progression. And I, I used to live by it. Like I'd get in and I, my mates would be like, are you coming out? And no one's doing that. And I loved it. I just took to it. Do you think like there was that. an element of your ADHD that had kicked in by then anyway? And 100%. this was a way of you fueling that, but you just 100%. didn't know at the time. Even when I got my diagnosis. Because how were you feeling around those times for you to think you needed to do something like football or music? It was just something to keep me energy out. Output, output, output for me. When I was writing a record, when I was running on the pitch, I, w I wasn't keeping still. You know, when I did get my diagnosis, the doctor said, what you do to like relax? And I was like, play a video game. Um, you know, <laughs> Everything's like, just and he was like, that's not, that's not <laughs> relaxing. I was like, no, it is. It is for you. I was like, I don't know, like play the guitar. He was like, Again, your mind's stimulating. I don't do anything that's not stimulating. Mm. Um, so for me, I am very is much... That Tiring though. It is, yeah. I sleep like that though. My, That's my, good. <laughs> it's a, it's a great pro. Uh, you know, some people can't sleep, but I think because I live on this constant. If I wanted to go to sleep now, I could because it's tiring for me to just exist through the day. It's not a task for me to be this way. This is who I am. This is Chelsea Grimes now. This is me. I'm here. I'm, I'm here, there, and everywhere. But it is, you know, it's, it's draining sometimes. I think for me, it was, it was that transition from football going into music you know still not really satisfied with that want a bit of tv let me try that i'm forever i joke and i say you know i might give this all up next year and become a farmer who knows yeah because i don't and that's like okay to, isn't and that's it fine. it's okay i like the fact that you're 
breaking those boundaries though um you know where you're not necessarily saying well if you're a footballer you just you play football because yeah. you're really good at just that one thing and I remember when I was growing up my dad always used to say to me you have to be good at a lot of things in fact he used to make us try and be good at most things yeah. um, because he said you don't know where any of those life skills are going to come in use so there shouldn't be and it's I think it's the conditioning as we go into the education system where they want you to specialize and I see it more and more now with kids that are struggling to identify where they think they need to fit mm -hmm. because they should be identified as a job yeah instead of as a person 100 so do you think that you saw that a lot sooner like you could identify yourself as being someone that just wanted to do a lot of, you were a live wire you know i sit and speak about this now and it, i guess it's like me usp like you know i don't just do one thing but let me tell you it wasn't ever easy so many times was i told pick one yeah. Pick one. Are you a footballer? Are you a musician? What are you? Yeah. When I first, you know, I'm 19, I'm going to London. I've just signed a, my first big recording contract with Sony Music. And you're looking at the walls and there's Beyonce and Britney Spears and Justin T And I'm there from Liverpool going, <laughs> what the hell has happened here? I was getting battered on, on yeah. a Sunday playing football three yeah. weeks ago. And I've just signed a four album deal with one of the biggest record labels on the planet. Unbelievable. But it was very quickly... You know, what I what I always told, you know, I, I make music, I play football. And this was before it was cool. You know, you're talking, I'm saying, go back still eight, nine years ago. Women's football wasn't in the place we are now. And, you know, I was told by people in music, you know, you're going to have to just, just drop the football now. You know, it's not really, it's not cool. I was like, no, that that's me. I wouldn't even be in this room if it wasn't for football. I might not have gone on to play for England. Most of the team, most of the Lionesses I know, like most of the WSL players I know, like I've played with all of them at academy level coming yeah. through, 13, 14 year old girls. I say it all the time, even if you don't make it as a pro footballer, what that gives me to go on and live my life. That's you can't it. buy it. Yeah. It's that, you know, we're three nil down at half time. Doesn't matter, we can come back. Mm. If I don't, if I have a terrible day and I don't get a song cut now or my singles are not on the playlist that I want, you know, music's forever changing. It's fine, I'm three nil down, I can come mm. back, no worries. Mm. It's final whistle and I think I live my life almost like a cup final. You know, every day it's another minute, it's still not over. I'm looking at the clock, <laughs> let's go. And, and it, I would never That's have had that mental capacity to yeah. break it down like that if it wasn't for that. And like I said, I don't play for the Lionesses now, but I'm in a greater position for me. I love my life. For God, if you did. For God, if I did. <laughs> that would be Imagine cool. what would have I'd happened. Be, like breaking off a half time. Sorry, girls, just got to go and do the half time. I'm, <laughs> then I'll be back in the half second half. <laughs> no, listen, it's amazing what's happening now. I've got a 14 year old sister um, now and she plays football. And, wow. you know, for me to go, I sponsor the team and I go down on the weekend and I, and I see the sea of little girls taking over the whole pitch all the pitches and when I used to play I'd turn up and it'd just be our team and all the boys yeah and it's so good to see and obviously like just what the lionesses have done and what women's football's doing it is you know it's, it's incredible, incredible. it's incredible yeah let's pick another word okay see where it takes us in terms of conversation let's go with escapism so you very kindly just shared with us about your ADHD and you talk a lot about your football, your music, providing with you a sense of escapism. Yeah. What are you running from? I don't know if I'm running from something or still running to something. It's still 
very much journey. I think for me, it's like a I've done a tiny bit of therapy in lockdown. Always heard the idea of therapy. Never thought it was for me. I'm fine. I'm strong. Look at me. I'm living the dream. I don't need therapy. You know, when lockdown hit and I was living in London at the time, away from my family, you know, I, I was playing football still, but I was also heavily in the music industry at that point and I was maybe drinking a bit too much. You know, it was a complete flip-flop imagine I'm, I'm for training. everyone it was yeah, 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 yeah you know but me me week was never structured and I know I talk about how that's almost my superpower but there's still a part of me I think that I like structure I like to know what what am I doing I, I'm very heavily involved I wake up and I look at my calendar what's my week look like it's forever changing I like that knowing what I'm doing I think when lockdown hit and it was just all static yeah it was a weird space to be in and my mum called, she said, why don't you move back to Liverpool? I can't, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm doing this album and I'm I'm on the telly now and it's things are starting to, I can't leave. And then, you know, the phone just stopped. I think like, you know, everyone was going through the same thing. So I, I went back home, I ended up staying there for a week, two weeks, three weeks. I ended up staying and buying a house. And for the first time for me, I felt like settled, calm. First time ever, I wasn't, you know, on the tubes and renting an overexpensive place. And yeah, away, I, I had my family and my good friends. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try it. I think do, do a bit of therapy, didn't tell anyone. But what was the reason for you to get to that? Was there a tipping point or did you I just, think, were I you think, just bored or? No, I think, I think, you know, it's that same thing what people say all the time. You know, you think you're going to get the money, you're going to get the nice house, you're going to get this. And you think your problems are just going to vanish. And it didn't. I was still kind of having this, like, not a safe place, not safe. I, I never settled, always just on, on the move. And I did think, what am I running from? Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, I, I done some therapy. It was amazing um, for me, really good. I stopped drinking. I done a bit of celibacy in the town. Like, I really just looked at me. And you just went thought, into detox, basically. Yeah, I went into full-blown detox. Yeah. And I got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I think I just grew up. And I think, honestly, now my escape is going home. That, you know, maybe my escape used to be the lifestyle and the parties and the doing this and the doing that and the media. And now my escape is safe, home, dog walks, friends, Familiarity. family, just yeah. safety. I yeah. think for me, that's my beautiful escape now. We, we do see that a lot when I was managing athletes because when you first are exposed to not only the press, but the money, the lifestyle. It's actually quite a challenging yeah. way to live. Mm -hmm. And then to keep it up, yeah. even if your circumstances change, can also be a, quite a, a, a very difficult mental state. Yeah. You did your therapy. You kind of found your inner peace. Yes. Okay. And you realise that's your anchor. You know, it's, it's difficult because imagine... Pretty much every time I do go into a podcast or I'm in an interview or whatever, you know, they go, Chelsea Graham, she's this, she's this, she's this, she's this. And I think, yeah, I am all those things, but I am also just Chelsea, you know, and and I really know that that's just a job for me now. Like, it's a massive part of me. But as soon as I could go, actually, I'm Chelsea and I do this, this, this and this, but 
that's just my job. I do, I've seen so many people come and go through music. I mean, I've met people who are really dislike, who aren't very nice. I've met characters that I thought weren't very nice who actually are. And I think one thing that I've found, all the best people and the most successful people who I aspire to be or really appreciate them as a people, it's just them as a person. It's nothing to do with what and they've who would done. Those, if you could name me two people, who would they be? I don't want to name drop, but you are asking me to name <laughs> of course drop. I, am. I think, you know, I spent a lot of time with Niall Rogers. Yeah, I've seen that actually. I did. I spent some time with him and honestly... His energy's off the scale, isn't it? But he's just such a great human being mm. and he's got gorgeous stories. And I think it's funny because the least successful people are usually... I guess it's an insecurity and, we, you know, that's a whole other thing. But I just think he's got a great way and he's lived such a life of like, yeah, yeah, that's all cool. But, you know, I'm still Nile and like I, I still I've still had my heart broken here and I've still done this and I still do fucked up shit. And it's, But he's a person. And I think I just as soon as I could take all that away and just go, that's just a job. My actual real life is when I go in my front door and making me food, my dog's there and feed like simplicity. Yeah, that's just what I love. Fantastic. Right, let's... Oh. Oh. Love, Love again. again. So obviously you co-wrote this with Dua Lipa. I did. Um, this song resonates a lot for me on so many different levels because I feel like it touches so many themes in terms of renewal, self-growth, resilience. As a songwriter, how do you draw that emotion, that deep emotion into a song like what, actually, what's the process so many people say you know you you just couldn't have an easy you know I, I was never going to be that person who met someone at 16 and married them and had children that just I don't think I'd write of course the, it wasn't. I don't think I would have wrote the songs I wrote you know yeah. like each song I have and I, I look and they get released it takes me back to a time when I was it's so true like every single song I'm writing like this I remember writing like if you go in my notes it's just full of titles and this was because I think I was texting a friend and I just started dating someone again after like my first heartbreak like you know your first big one and you're like I'm never gonna the first one's always a big one again I'm <laughs> never gonna have that chemistry with someone it's never gonna be the same and I met someone about a year later and I was texting a friend and I said oh my god I think I'm in love again and when I said and it, it and when from. I text it if it looks good Usually I know it's a good title because, you know, I'm thinking how people <laughs> consume and what would I want to click on. And it just, it looked nice. And I took it in and I, it was funny because that day, Dua didn't want to write a new record. We were finishing another song and she was like, oh, I just don't know. Me and Coffee, the other songwriter, I got in and I was like, well, what about this title? Uh, you know, Love Again. And we started just jamming it and do it. Like I said, she wasn't really on it. And then she just like, kind of perked up and she was going through the same similar thing. And it was just the energy thing. You know, most records, again, it takes you back to the time where you was, but it also takes you back to the energy in the room and everything has to kind of go to plan to get Fall that into place. end song. You know, if I just would have went, what about I'm not in love again? This whole song changes yeah. in one thought. And it's, you know, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but we all go with our gut having a song at the end of the day, walking in to a session, meeting someone. And by the end of that day, hoping that you all love a song that you've created yeah. and to put it out it's in the universe. It's crazy to see the timeline of a record yeah. and then you've got to get the label on it and you've got to get people to like. It's a, it's crazy. Do you think that's your therapy? I do. Oh my God, it's 
100% therapy I can go in and also you know when you do meet someone it's kind of like a bit like a first date are you going to see them again are you going to work with them again is it good do you like the same things it's all got a you know it's also a bit of an ego thing I've got a you know what's going on with your life I've got to give a bit to get a bit back it's quite you know it's it's not as easy as just going in oh let's write a song it's (laughs) it's a lot but you know, that song for me still is one of the, my favourite songs I've ever done with Dua and the experience of it and just that it comes on and it still takes me back to that time when I was just finding my feet again and jumping back into things, as as we say. So, yeah. It's nice that you can have those kind of positive triggers as well. Yeah, I mean, there's some bad ones. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There's, some, so. there's some bad ones. Here we go, Fia. Yeah. So this is where I was first introduced to Chelsea Grimes, really, because I watched you on Freeze the Fear. And oh, oh my God, you blew me away because out of all the people that were there, and, you know, there were some incredible individuals, you know, from Patrice Everett to Gabby Gabby Logan Logan to Tamsin Althwaite. And I just, I couldn't quite fathom how focused and how just fearless you were is that Chelsea Grimes Chelsea Grimes is that Chelsea Grimes in front of the cameras is that Chelsea Grimes with some of Wim Hof's honestly tutoring I think who who is it I think it was I do think it was obviously Wim a lot I I watch myself now when I'm trying to show me mates like they'll be like I can't believe you've done that I don't want to say if you're going to watch the show I think you can still watch it on the iPlayer but at the end there's a big jump anyway that's all I'll say and I can't believe I've done that. What was your self-talk? Because I saw the bit where they where you, they capture you walking to the bridge and then you can kind of sense there's some, and of course there would be some nerves going and on also, there. And also, can I just say, this is the power of TV. They've not made it look like I was the first to go on TV. I guess I didn't have a big enough dramatic reaction. Oh, and you reaction. were the first. I was chosen first to go <laughs> because Wim said, they she's knew the if she'd one. do it, the rest Everybody would else, follow. Yeah. Wow, how and did I mean, you feel about me, that? I mean, listen, Tamsin Alfway, Gabby Logan, for me, I grew up idolising Gabby Logan as well. She was the one woman who you'd see in sport next to all the guys. It was, I guess for me, like the only one you'd see on TV pretty much all the time throughout athletics and football and everything. So I was just buzzing that I was sharing a room with her, (laughs) if I'm honest. And then for him to think that like, because Gabby was Adam and she wasn't doing that. And I can get it, you know, they all had children. I I didn't have kids. I was kind of like the young one on the show. And, you know, but again, I think I was, I had a bit of internal pressure because I was thinking, they all think I'm going to do it. Shit, what if I don't do it? I'll have to do it. And But I really, really, really wanted to do that. I do not like heights at all. I was wow. terrified. But when you watch that clip, and I still get messages about it today. Can't remember it. Wim was next to me. I just remember hearing him talk. And I literally wink. You did? And do the, like, <laughs> who am I? That's yeah. not me. But I, that is not, so I know. I saw that because it, that, like on the program, you kind of see this almost walk of fear yeah. to the bridge, and you know your nerves are, are showing there, evidently. But then, and understandably as well, and then you get to the bridge, and it's like this different person's I just emerged, and then all of a sudden, and I'm sure the music and the way they kind of show it is, you know, it's all heightened. But you wink, and then it's like oh, it's just like go, and I thought. Wow, that's when she's unbelievable. Uh, I like, think that's when it's it had to be. I yeah. would never that would never have happened. But are you fearless now? You know, I still think about that whenever I get a bit frightened of anything. I think if I've done that, 
that's piece of cake. Like oh. that for me still is in my mind. Like I would never have done that. And I've done that with such ease. You really did. So I know <laughs> I can do pretty much anything. Yeah. yeah amazing. It, it did give me impact. impact. You've done quite a lot in your careers, all of the different careers. Do you think you've got to the point where you have created enough of an impact? What do you want your legacy to be? What's the thought process for Chelsea in the next 10, 20 years? You know, for you know, for me, it's it sounds like cliche or whatever, but um, I mean, mum, my mum is actually sitting over there. She's like my best friend. I love her. Um, it's been me and her for pretty much all of our lives, and still we like pinch ourselves when I take my mum anywhere and we get to do cool stuff. She's just like, can you believe this child? Like, you know, it's just <laughs> mad. Um, but for me, you know, all the success and whatever, it's great, and the accolades, and I can say I'm a Grammy-nominated songwriter. It's something I never thought I'd be able to say. Like exactly. from no experience, no left school at sixteen, didn't have a clue about music. That's all I ever wanted. About two years ago, once I started like getting enough money to feel secure, I let my mum leave, and now my mum works with me, and like we just spend every day together pretty yeah. much. And it's just and she loves it, doesn't she? She loves it, and it's honestly the best thing I've ever done. Like. I, you can take any accolade away from me. The fact that like I've given my mum like a nicer life and just give back a bit to her and it's that's for me is Beautiful. me me biggest accomplishment that oh, she doesn't have to stack shelves. Oh, because it's I, I used to see her. You know, she she had four jobs at once, and you know when I was a kid, and she had to sell her cars, and you know don't forget, my mum was a widow at a very young age. She had a five year old, and you know imagine I can't even imagine I lose one part and after like two years I'm not, I have to write a song about it like I'm that distraught so well, she own... was telling me earlier about how your father got shot yeah and you he was I holding mean, you yeah it's honestly I'll write a book one day because I think you know I, I speak about it you know softly softly but um what she's been through and and like for me to just be able to go come on Come and enjoy now. Love there you that. go. It's just for me. That's the best thing I've ever done. So that's the biggest impact I think I have. So yeah, but my sister's like waiting now. When can I leave? I'm like, no, you're going to work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We we are going to wrap up Is here. this the last one? Yeah, we're going to wrap up oh. because we are just about running out of time. So thank you okay. so much for thank you. your energy and just... The fact that you've shared all those really precious moments with us, I'm sure our listeners and viewers have found that really, really interesting. And they'll take forward some of those lessons and it will help them on their journey of self-discovery. Thank, Thank you, you, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. Honestly, that's basically like another therapy session I can put in my bag. <laughs> so that. thank you. Lovely <laughs> thank to see you. you. <laughs> all right.